Bonnaby is the premier podcast spotlighting people of color. Every week, we talk news, what we've been playing, and tell you who's invited to the cookout. Our show is all about talking about gaming through a prism of blackness because we are the culture. Welcome to Bukaka, y'all. What the deal be, everybody? Hey, what's going on? Everybody here in Chicago. This is Khalif. This is the Spawn On Me podcast. I'm hoping you're all doing well out here in the world, out here in Chicago, out here in all the places where you get everything done. Make sure you're washing your hands, washing your butt, because that is what makes it work when you're out here in the world, making sure that you keep yourself safe, making sure that you are doing everything you need to do to keep you and your family COVID free, because that is what happens out here in the world of now the new COVID <laughs> The new COVID. Is it the new COVID? It's not the new COVID. It's still the same COVID. It is not COVID remix. It is not COVID the redux. It is not COVID the uh, COVID 2 electric boogaloo. It is not that. It is all the same COVID. So please make sure you're keeping yourself safe and doing everything you need to do to make sure you're okay there. Again, if you had a chance to check out our show last week, we had a banger of a show. We had the folks over from Twitch hanging out with us, making sure that they were doing everything that they were supposed to do with their trans transparency report. So huge shout out to the VP of trust and safety, uh, Angela Hessian and to our friends over, uh, at DJ wheat, who was our other guest for that week's show. It was a blast having them on. It was super fantastic to get a chance to talk to them and, and have them be a part of everything that we were doing. And to be uh, honestly, they, they trusted us with, you know, having that conversation in a real way. And it was brilliant to be able to have all of that happen on our podcast. But this week we have a fantastic show, another banger, another fantastic guest rocking with us here in Chicago. Welcome to the show from one of my favorite podcasts on the planet, DLC. We have my man, my mellow Christian Spicer. How are you doing, Christian? I hope everything is good. What is the deal, Christian Spicer? What's good, man. fam? <laughs> you in this intro, did, you, did everybody see that that camera move? We all saw that camera move. Are you kidding? You got a little a little peek at your full setup with that. I mean, I've seen pictures, but that ultra wide. My goodness, my friend. Like, <sighs> you know, ooh, you know. Just, just trying to do something a little different, make it, make it a little bit different here out here in Chicago. I think that, you know, one of the things that we tried to figure out during the last year was, you know, when we kind of got the new studio up and running, I think the last time I was on the show, I was talking to you about that as being a new thing uh, that, that was going to be happening. And now it's, you know, it's still coming together in, in, in some of those good ways. So I'm happy about that for sure. But it is not about the studio. It is about having you on with us having you come and rock with me. It has been far too long. We've talked about this for a long time of figuring out a way to make this happen and, and have you come through. Uh, so I am excited to, to have you here because you know, I love you. You know, you have been one of my favorite people in this industry for a long time. You know, you continue to bring so much good energy to the space and you bring reasonableness to the DLC podcast in a way that Justin Otter does not. Oh uh, no, come on. <laughs> no, just one. come on. You're not going to get, you're not, you're not going to get Jeff and I in a, uh, you know, you and Paris uh, rib cooking conflict. Like everybody knows, everybody knows Jeff is wrong about VR and I'm right about cloud gaming. Like everybody, you're not going to get us into some fight about that. Like these are facts. 
um, mm. that my stance on cloud gaming is correct and Jeff's stance on VR is woefully inaccurate. Um, and it's just what it is. It's fine. I get it. I get it. Also, I'm a vegetarian, so I think your ribs and Paris's ribs are awful. It's just they're both <laughs> gross murder. <laughs> Uh, are you gonna come on the show and food shame me off the off the bat? No, no, no. <laughs> off the bat was a compliment on your gorgeous studio. Then, then it was food shaming. Then yeah. it's, I mean, it's, you know, that's what happens. That's there's literal consequences for what I've done in this life to, to make it all happen. We're gonna talk about that in a minute as well. Um, but you know, for the folks at home who who haven't listened to your amazing podcasts, multiple ones that you've been running for for a while. Of course, DLC is the one that. You know, I am most familiar with because I was a guest on there multiple times. I've been listening for for a long time. Give the folks at home a little bit of uh, of all the stuff that you do because you are multi talented, multi faceted, and and have have been so for a long time. So give the folks at home a little bit of info about you. Yeah, I mean, in the gaming space, I guess it's mostly started. Oh, gosh, it was a while ago, but uh, on Weekend Confirmed with Garnet Lee and and that whole crew kind of spun off of uh, One Up and the great shows that they were doing with John Davison and, and everybody there. Um, and I got to be a regular guest on that, which was great. And then as that wound down, Jeff and I started up DLC uh, on the Five by Five Network, and that's been going since January 2014, wow. which is wild and we've been fortunate to have you on a number of times a bunch of great guests um i really pride ourselves on um the variety of guests that we have on the show from you know big folks in the gaming space or at studios and to people that folks maybe don't know or haven't heard of and and trying to bring in different uh voices onto it as well and people that don't just agree with jeff and i and you know <laughs> and bring positivity to the space and kind of carve out that corner of the internet. And then aside from that, I've been a stand-up comedian. Um, I released two albums. It feels weird to talk about yourself for too long, but <laughs> two albums that did well, they charted on Billboard um, and iTunes, and then was fortunate to write um, for some TV, um, write for some stuff that didn't make it to TV, which uh, if you know people know that's where a lot of it goes, is it doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't, it doesn't make it. Um, and then wrote for uh, for some video games. It's been a lot of writing, and then a lot of stuff that's kind of you all you know you know how it is. It's like you have your life, and then there's the life you talk about. But a lot of stand up comedy, a lot of writing, and then now most recently, um, and it's, I mean I've been sharing this with you for a bit. You've known about this. Yes. A lot of people haven't known about this, but this comic book consequences that I launched on Kickstarter at the beginning of this month has been a couple of years in the making and to see it and like to be able to talk about it like yeah. man it's just a dream dude it's 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 so nerve-wracking but it, it's a dream i mean we've talked it's kind of like when you started spawn on me and all the great stuff that you made and put out into the world it's terrifying to put yourself out there in a way especially in a way that people maybe don't know you for oh. it like people are like this looks great i didn't know you right and it's like that's been my livelihood <laughs> <laughs> That's what I, I, know I do, actually. Yeah. Like, I know I don't talk about it on DLC a ton, but like, well, one, thank you for supporting it. And two, yeah, it's, you know, it's been a, it's been a while. <laughs> I, I mean, the beauty of, you know, all the stuff that you, that you've done in this space in multiple spaces, which I, again, find super fascinating because it's not easy to balance so many different talents 
together and also be really good at them in multiple multiple layers like it is not easy to dabble in the podcasting space and then be good on a stage and also write jokes and make sure that people laugh and do all those things together like i, I i'm always curious about the, the kind of process the, the the creative process when you're balancing between so many different things that do kind of kind of touch together in the venn diagram but they also are very very different in the kind of delivery of all those pieces of things but also the end kind of result that you're looking for as well is very different in that in that kind of way i'd love to hear your thoughts about that because i find that fascinating uh, that you've been able to juggle all those things uh for so long and do it so well well one that's very kind the the you know insecurity whisper in my head is always like the way i the analogy i have is for it is like you're i describe myself as the mario of the world where it's <laughs> like I, i'm not the strongest i don't jump the highest uh you know i don't withstand the most damage like i can do a lot of things but are any of them good and it's like <laughs> stay up at late question everything you've done in your life you're a failure like that <laughs> pressure um <laughs> but when i try to brush that aside I, I think for me the kind of through line is it's it's storytelling mm. it's it's narrative and it's human connection and that's the stuff that really gets me excited and uh as you mentioned i've been fortunate to be able to connect with people in different avenues but it's that connection and whether it's podcasting or on stage or in writing it's finding a way to connect with people on a human level um, and listen to them mm. and engage with them and, and reflect a story back that's interesting and compelling. Um, and then the other part of your point, I think, is, you know, we're all good at a bunch of things that scare other people. Like I look at you and the hustle that you're doing with Spawn on me. And I mean, I... I have the text receipts of like, how did you do that? That's so incredible. And you're like, oh, well, it's just, I said, I'm like, that's the most amazing thing. Or like, I remember when I was a kid in middle school and we moved and like a mover came in and put a refrigerator on his back yeah. and walked it out. And I'm just like, what the heck? <laughs> and that's just what that, you know, person does or like, my dentist, she's incredible. And it's like, you know, like everybody has their skills. And so it's easy to look at somebody else and go, how did you draw that? Mm. And it's like, yeah. it's time, it, effort, skill. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it, it is one of those things where you wind up kind of poking at that stuff in your own life too, when you kind of, cause it's hard, especially with everything that's been going on too even have the moments of introspection and sit there and kind of think <laughs> about, you know, what, you know, not even in the existential sense of just like, what does my life mean? And what am I doing with it and stuff and blah. Like, we're not gonna, we're not gonna do a review of soul right now, but it's like one of the things where- <laughs> Good movie though. Good, good movie, movie though. My wife was crying yesterday and I laughed at her and I didn't, that's not true. Um, I didn't laugh. I wasn't <laughs> laughing at her. I was laughing at the fact that she, anyway. That's definitely not, that's definitely, <laughs> that's definitely terrible. Anyway. All of a sudden all of your power gets unplugged. Like, so they, oh no, what happened? Talking Who's shit, Who's crying huh? now? Talking <laughs> shit, right? Fuck you and your podcast. Um, but it's one of those things where, you know, the, the the time when you do get to kind of sit and you think about all the new skills that you've amassed over the years and, and thinking about all the new tools in your toolbox that you wind up getting. I don't think a lot of times we take that kind of time to think about that in a broader way and think about that in a like, oh, shit, I do get to pat myself on the back for learning how to do that thing. I know. 
I know you 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 produced the show over at DLC and you've been doing that and I love the way that you've kind of broadened that out and, and grown that. Like that's a skill you didn't have maybe two or three years ago, right? You're like, I now know how to stream a show well, get all those things together and do all that kind of stuff. Um, do you feel like you're kind of constantly still looking to add new tools in the space because of, you know, you being a writer and, and also you know, the job of a comedian is to be a lens to kind of see and report back the world in a funny way Like you're learning. And are you becoming more curious the older you're kind of getting to, 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 to figure that stuff out? Or do you feel like you're, you know, you're, you're leaning in onto some stuff and then like some other stuff, you're just like, ah, I'll leave that alone because that's a lot of stuff. I, have to do. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure there is some of that. I, I really do enjoy, um, how do I phrase this? Like, pushing myself to be uncomfortable. Mm. Um, sometimes I think when people realize I'm like, Oh, you just started doing that. Like for instance, this comic book or whatever. And it's like, well, this is the first one you're seeing. Um, there's others that haven't come out yet. There was a thing that was supposed to happen at New York comic con a couple of years ago that didn't happen. Mm. Um, and there's all, it's like, Oh, uh, Rain Wilson, you just, you just got discovered on the office. <laughs> no, classically trained actor shakespeare twerk like you know it's like mm. but they just find you at kinko's you know fedex <laughs> office. it's like no um but i do i like i really like um learning new things like in college i ran track and my coach you know would have a thought that like anytime you're comfortable you're not where i want you to be huh and it's like getting outside your comfort zone is something that i think has kind of stuck with me because i think whether it's um, cancel culture, dare yeah. I say it. It's like, if you're comfortable with it, there's learning to be done, you know? Mm -hmm. And and I think oftentimes myself included, I'm not saying other people only, but we forget that. It's like, oh, well, this is, I'm gonna go do DLC and here's this routine and it's what it is and it's fine and we have this audience, but how can it be more than that? How can we be um, more open to other viewpoints? What are we missing? What aren't mm -hmm. we doing right? Uh, how can I be a better writer? What book can I go back and read? Well, I know how to do that. I, I wrote on TV for years and whatever. Okay. Oh. But that was three years ago. Like, right. what can you do to be better? What What are the new voices? What are the new technology? And the shorthand for all of that is, what are you doing? Because I want to copy it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, well, this is this is all just like, I remember very, I remember the day when I was like, all right, we're going to dump everything out of OBS and XSplit and restart and do it all over. And how much is that going to cost and all the other stuff. And I remember it was a show from a guy named, um, he goes by just the name Rosenberg. And it was, um, he's done weird stuff. He used to be on New York radio. He's still on New York radio. Um, and then he started doing stuff with the WWE and he started doing all this other stuff that was like all kind of just like all over the place, but he had this really cool show that was in like a faux basement, had the, all the stylings of what a, you know, a, a, a really, you know, doodly basement would wind up being. Um, but it was just really clean in the way that it was presented and all that kind of stuff. And I was like, huh. I was like, no one is really doing that in the podcasting space for games in that way. How do we kind of figure that out? And this is my Frankenstein's monster of some of that stuff, which you can you can have. Just come over and just hang out and just live here, and then you can have a studio too and just come through. But I love how your mind works like that. Like to one, see that, mm. acknowledge it, 
and then make it your own. And then also the topics and conversations that you dive into. I'm, you know, I think on DLC, we've tried to carve out our space of the gaming world of like, we'll critique a game if it's not good, but it's a positive show. Jeff ends every show with think about what you put out into the world and make it a better place. And that really is a, a mantra that we try to have. And I love the, the, part of the gaming space or just culture. I don't even want to say gaming because it's not that that's putting it in too small of a corner, yeah. but the cultural space that you and spawn on me have taken on and recognizing and other folks too. I'm not saying there aren't other creators doing great things in this space, yeah. but recognizing what's missing and how talking about it is so important and listening is so important and doing it well. Um, you know, this is just me being a fan of yours now, <laughs> but like, I mean it, it's, it's it's really inspiring to see um, and to see the great things that, that folks are doing and seeing people that you've inspired over the years that are like, I want to be like that and, you know, building up this, this space into what it is because oftentimes there's so much negativity out there and the trolls and that very vocal stuff that makes it seem like everything's awful, mm. but it's not. There's a lot of good out there. So I love it when we're all lifting each other up even if it's you know about who makes better ribs <laughs> and it's funny and and thank you for sharing that i really do seriously appreciate that because i have looked up to you and your work that you and jeff have done for a long time like you again weekend confirmed was a, a very big part of why this show exists i i i've ran up on garnet lee at e3 some years ago and told him so and he you know we were, we were all you know a couple of sheets to the wind at that point it was definitely one of those i love you man i love you too man moments um because i love the fact that garnett will cry uh but it is one of those things where i told him and i was like look my show wouldn't be here without you he was like no he was like your show is here because it deserves to be here and that's the thing and all that kind of stuff and it meant something to me for that to be a part of that conversation because i've look up to him and to Andy, Andrea, and, you know, you and, 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 and Jeff in that way of like leading that charge of having really smart, interesting, fun conversations that don't just gloss over the actual stuff that's happening. And I love that DLC has dipped its toes even more in the past couple of years into those waters too, to, you know, say like, we're going to use our platform to talk to and talk about all those kind of other issues that a lot of folks may not necessarily want to dig into. So, you know, kudos to you all for, for doing that work. I think that that's important. And I think, you know, not shying away from it makes the space actually better, especially when, you know, you brought on folks like me and Sharif and Cicero and a whole bunch of other folks throughout the years that, you know, our platforms at the time were, were, were smaller and now we're growing, but it is one of those things of like, you gave us a good push, right? And that helps us to, to to get in front of more people to be able to have these larger conversations. So so it's it's a, it's a part of the work, and I appreciate the fact you all are doing it. Um, well, well, thank you. I mean, I think that's one of those things about getting in or out of your comfort zone, where part of it is you know, Rolodex is such an archaic term; no one has it anymore. <laughs> but your contacts on your phone, and the same when I was, you know, I was fortunate, and I ran um, a very popular comedy show at the Upright Citizens Brigade Theater. It was in, in here in LA. We also did it in New York. Uh, we toured it through colleges, <clears throat> and so you always try to book the best show possible. But mm. then there's always stuff that happens, right? Like somebody falls, and it's like, who can I, who can I text? And then it was that moment of realizing that, like, the who I can text we're all five of me's <laughs> and like, that's a problem in and of itself, but also like, how did it 
get to that? Like what unconscious biases did I have that put it in a place where that, that is what I is, or like is what I is, is where I was in terms of who I interacted with the most or felt the most comfortable reaching out to. And what could I do to change that? And it wasn't going to be like, and I'm going to add Sarah Williams. (laughs) Like that doesn't do it. You know, it's not like, and I've, I've deleted Brad from my contact. Like that doesn't do it, but it's, I think it's being aware of it and then trying and knowing that I'm nowhere there, you know, (laughs) it's not, it's not like done. Thanks. Yeah. All right. I'll talk to you later. Thanks for this show. It's so weird, man. But that's where I think it's important to, to push. And I, and from that, or if I'm running, you know, mileage on the weekend, it's like, well, do I feel good? Probably not going fast enough. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, I, I was in a, a clubhouse room like maybe a month ago and it was a conversation around diversity and inclusion and, and the usual play players were in that conversation that, that are in my Elon, uh, Mark Cuban, um, you know, just a clubhouse regulars. Con- Kanye with. was there at that point. <laughs> he was talking about cryptocurrency. You let him on stage to talk for a little bit. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, Kanye, you should come up. We, we want to hear what you have to say. You know, I want to, I want to know what your thoughts are about cryptocurrency and diversity and inclusion. And he was like, how car you don't have the answers car. You don't have the answers. And I was like, I have all the answers, Kanye. You, um, okay, so that was uh, Kanye. Thank you for that. <laughs> thank you, Kanye West, for joining the show. <laughs> Coming up on stage. <laughs> I can't front, though. I would love to be the person who cuts his mic at just once. <laughs> like, yo, I cut his mic. It was me. <laughs> I did that shit. <laughs> and then he'll, then he'll spend some money and have me ethered. It'll be it'll be the way that it'll actually happen. Um, yeah. But I, but I think that the, I love what you shared there because I think that that's important. I think a lot of folks don't, um, they get hung up on, and we'll talk a little bit about this with some of the stories of the, of the I'm going to borrow some of your, 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 your verbiage stories of the week. Uh, oh, that's, uh, that's going to cost you a thousand dollars. Oh shit. Sorry. All right. We're cutting the show. Yeah. We don't have money. Well, <laughs> well, I can, I can sell you this crane that I got in this corner. <laughs> okay, uh, hey Jeff, we got a crane. It worked. Easy, easy it worked. Trade, easy trade. Um, <laughs> But I think a lot of people find that all of this work and all these conversations that, that there is an end destination and there isn't, there isn't, there just isn't an end destination. You're constantly learning. And if you have, you know, folks who are in the space who can give grace, then I feel like we can all grow and get to get to bigger and better places in that space. Um, I, I do want to get into grace when it comes to your, your new Kickstarter, cause I got a chance to check out some of it early. Um, and there wasn't a lot of grace in there yet, but there were a bunch of consequences that happened for some players in the space. And I'm, I'm blown away by again. And so happy. Cause there was, I wish I had pulled up the video of you finding out that it, that it got funded. Um, cause that was brilliant <laughs> and, and beautiful. And I love that. Um, but give the folks at home a little bit of info about your Kickstarter for your, for your new comic book and the new series that you're trying to put out. Yeah, thanks. Um, so it's called Consequences. You can find it. I have a link on my website, which is just christianspicer.com, or it's pinned on my Twitter as well, which is at Spicer. Um, there's Kara. And it is about uh, Kara Diol, who is, she would argue, an ex-mercenary. Um, the people coming after her would argue very much still in the game. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, for me, the story that I wanted to tell and where this this first book uh, starts and, and tells is 
Um, I was fortunate and I got to work with a great team and I hosted the official The Last of Us podcast yeah. um, with Sony, Naughty Dog, and, and the folks at Spoke Media. And I, so if you know me, you know I'm a huge fan of that franchise. And what draws me to it in a lot of ways is the are the morally gray characters. Mm. Um, spoiler, no one's really good in that <laughs> universe. No one's really bad. They're people making decisions. And I, I love stuff like that. I love storytelling like that. And I love comic books. I've been a comic kid my whole life. On the Kickstarter, there's a picture of me meeting Jim Lee when I was a little guy and I got X-Men number one signed. You mean you this picture? That one. That's Jim Lee. There's me. I bought that shirt that's hanging. I got it signed. I still have it. I love comics. Um, and I love them as a visual medium. And growing up with those 90s X-Men and Wolverine and Batman with, with what Jim Lee was drawing at DC and then Marvel and then later Image and Todd McFarlane and that, the visual, the fights, the, the cinematic nature of it, I thought was unparalleled. And now we're at a point where people are still doing great books. Berserker is awesome from Boom and it's Keanu Reeves' book and it's violent and action-packed. Yeah. But... I found a lot of that great action was now happening on screen. It was the hallway fight in Daredevil. Mm. It's John Wick, Atomic Blonde. So I wanted to do a book that reveled in its action. I still had something to say and talked uh, and focused on characters that live in that moral gray area. And so that's what Consequences is. That's Kara's story. She was the best at what she did. She did some stuff. Um, <laughs> And she has to reckon with that now. She has to understand what she did before. And while she can't change her past, like the tagline, she can't change her past, but she can confront her future. Mm. Um, and I mean, you've seen some of this stuff. I, I need, it's like the team I was able to work with on this. So Eduardo Mello did the illustration. He's worked on Fantasy Flight Games, Marvel, and DC. Yeah. Lauren Affey's the colorist, and she's just incredible. Uh, she colored Witcher. Five Ghosts, uh, Spider-Gwen, among others. Taylor Esposito of Ghostless Studios did the lettering. Um, he worked on this small book at a, for a time called Action Comics. I don't know if anyone's read those <laughs> or knows what those are. Um, uh, Lana Bashinsky, um, who was one, just a great guest on DLC in general and a great podcast get. If you can get her, she's fantastic. Yeah. But she did an original charcoal uh, work of the cover of Kara, which is just just exquisite i've i shared it on the kickstarter i think i posted it online too mm. and then Corey schmitz i i think i gave you that little sizzle last week because we both love Corey so much um did the logo and design work and Corey, Corey, i love you so much man i own all of your stuff it is <laughs> just control um uh valorant a game mm -hmm. no one likes it as anyone's heard of uh <laughs> ghost of shishima um analog ape it, so yeah getting to see this come together like the script has been a, a while in my head um and then getting it on page and refining it and again pushing boundaries where writing for tv i'm comfortable i i know how to do that i've done that i've been fortunate i've done that i'd love to do more of it i'm not on a show right now i'd love to be staffed on a show again <laughs> but learning the comic muscle and working with and like talking to friends like um Sean and Frank in the space. And uh, um, I'm only gonna, I only use first names there because I wasn't, you know who you are and I love you, but I didn't want to call you out if you didn't want to be publicly called out. Um, 
uh, it, so it's just phenomenal to have those those people and, and another first name only person, Mark, who's been great in and helping along the way and mentoring. And so to see it come together and to put your baby out there and and then do it on Kickstarter, oh, it's the scariest thing. Like that that video, man. So I watch reaction videos and I think we all kind of roll our eyes at them. It's like, no one likes, yeah, yeah. no one likes Spider-Man homecoming that much. <laughs> you know, <And> They're like <laughs> falling out of their chair, but I was just doing a rinky dink Lego build stream, basically just playing, testing out my setup in the, uh, Elgato Epic cam yeah, yeah. to like do a tabletop view. And then I'm like, I guess I'll plug the comic. I have this Kickstarter. Here, I'll just pull it up so you can see. What? <laughs> and it like, it literally happened. Like, it just blew me away. And so the book is funded, um, but you can still go support it. This weekend, I'm going to be putting up some uh, stretch goals and uh, have some cool stuff in the work. But mostly it's the book. I want, I want people to be excited about this book. People ask, oh, it's issue one. What does that mean? It's 30 pages. It tells a complete narrative arc. Mm -hmm. But much like John Wick or The Matrix 1, there's clearly more story to tell. Or even The Last of Us Part 1. The Last of Us Part 1 didn't end with Joel turning around and going, and that's the end. <laughs> you know, it's like, there's more, but if we never got Part 2, right. you still have that contained story. So that's what Consequences is. And it just mean the world to me if people checked it out. Support it if you love it. Um, but just check it out, man. Give it a shot. I think it will connect with a lot of people. What I what I love about what you're doing is again you you're getting to stretch your legs your creative legs again in this other in this other avenue that I know you care about so much which is which is what makes it so cool to be able to see one you go all out and do it two you get the <laughs> folks who you wanted to have make it happen and them say yes um, and three like it is hard to get a thing funded. It's not easy. There are a lot of Kickstarters that don't make it. And well, it's just, and, and, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. it's just scary. And I was gonna say, it's like when you started to like spawn on me, it's like, it's a thing that you're very passionate about. You believe in, you think needs to exist in the world, but there's a difference between telling your friends at the bar or online when you're playing destiny, like I'm going to do this thing. And then yeah. like publish and the folks at Kickstarter, I should say too, have been awesome. Like I, that's great. If you're thinking about launching a pro like it's scary and it's hard and I'm not going to say it doesn't consume your life when you do it, but th they've been phenomenal, but it's, it's intimidating. It's especially doing something that people, it's not like I started a Patreon for DLC, you know, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. this new thing. And, uh, yeah, it's terrifying, <laughs> <laughs> but it's great. Like, I love the fact that you, you, you will have, because it's funded at least at least you will have the initial batch of stuff out in the world and you can say yo i had a thing in my head it is now going to be a real a real thing out in the world and that to me is is just so beautiful because I, I i know so many folks who are always trying to figure out how to get that thing out of their head into real into a real space and I know how many times I personally have like, this is, this is the only <laughs> thing that I've ever done that has been successful, um, in any real way. And I know what that, I know what that means to be like, shit, I don't know if it's going to work. I don't know if we're going to get there. So, so I'm so happy to see that it got funded and that you're going to get all the stuff together and that you've already, and you already gotten like, 
I, I can't say anything about what I've seen, but shit, it is good. It is so thank good. You. Like, I thank you for, for blessing me with the ability to see it. And for the folks at home who are listening, you know, here on Twitch, you know, we have, you know, put exclamation Spicer in the chat and you'll get a link to the Kickstarter uh, so you can go support it. For the folks who are at home listening on, on in podcast land, like this is a fun project. I know for you, but I am excited for see, for people to, to go through it and and actually like see how you're connecting these characters. I am usually not a person who gets hyped for stuff like that, but I was like, yo, I want more of this as soon as I was finished checking the initial parts out. And it, it just really like gives me this ability to say like, oh, I like what you're doing with this world and I can't see what's, I can't, can't wait to see what's coming next, which is, which is that, fantastic. That- that means a lot. That was uh, prior to launching the Kickstarter. The scariest part was like sharing it, like sharing yeah, yeah, yeah. the creative vision where it's like, Hey, um, <laughs> Lana, do you want to do this cover? I'll send you the pages. You're probably going to hate them. You don't want to do it. Don't worry about it. Like you're sending the email, like after, don't even worry about it. Yeah. Corey, it's a joke. <laughs> you know? And like people being like, no, I, I, I like this. It sounds good. And being like, uh, yeah. Okay. Cool. <laughs> The good news is, though, I will tell you this, in case you think the universe doesn't work, as all of this was coming together, Yeah. I mean, I got taken down, I, I, taken down a peg. I'm going to be very vague, but like I was going for this this gig, yeah. and I really thought I had it. Like I pictured like mm. the hoodie in my closet kind of oh, thing. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And then I was like, this is going to, man, what a, I got this Kickstarter, I got this other thing, everything's, and then they were like, hey, your Kickstarter launched today. That other thing? Nope. And I was like, all uh, right, universe, you win. Yep. I am even keel. Uh, time to get some ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> I will drown my sorrows in some butter pecan ice cream. Butter pecan. Nothing that ice cream and HBO Max can't take care of, you know? I mean, <laughs> I, would, I would show you what is on my on my table right now that is looking like a cerveza, but I can't because they're not paying me. Uh, that was how my day went. Uh, in that's why you, that you need one of these. You need uh, a beautiful... You can support a charity. Like a little cozy. You know, so I got my St. Oh, Jude cup. Smart. And then you got whatever's in it, you know, yeah. whatever. That's, what, that's what I'm like. Vodka by Intel. Yeah. Um, <laughs> How many cores is that? How many cores is that? <laughs> How many meetings were in that bottle? There was a lot of meetings in that bottle. Um, so, so, so you have everything funded. The first set of uh, kind of deliverables are, are, are going to get met. I know you're still working on stretch goals and getting those things together. Um, when you're thinking about not only kind of the beginning parts of this part of the project where you're, you know, continuing and finishing up the story, having everything kind of drawn and, and, and figured out, like, I know it's a little bit too early to kind of think about next steps because they're, they're not there yet, but you know, what's the, what's the thing that you're most excited for? when you when you know you're you're kind of like across the finish line once that final date has been done and then all the money that's going to come in is going to come in what's the kind of like best thing you're waiting for after that the i mean so right now i'm only shipping physical in the u.s um Mm. because i've heard nightmares of shipping and and delivering product i'm looking into change uh, international shipping is expensive i don't know it's very expensive um so i don't want to say just people getting the physical book because i it's all to say people getting it and, and reading it. Again, very nerve-wracking. Uh, I'm sure someone will be like, that that was it? Or like, dumb. But I'm so excited <laughs> for it. 
I'm so excited <laughs> for it to go into the world. And so when I say when people get their hands on it, whether on their screen or iPad or holding the actual the, the printed book, I just want people to kind of look at every panel and, and take it in and, and hopefully connect with Kara's story the way I did. Um, and that's, that's why I do it as cheesy as it sounds mm -hmm. like it's to put this story into the world, to put her story into the world and, and have it connect with people and hopefully, um, have them still think about it when they're done. Like, yeah, this is going to go on the shelf. I want to, there's something interesting happening here. There's something for me to continue to think about with this piece yeah. and then reflect on it a year later. Same is true stand up. Like I, you know, I love when someone will text me out of the blue something off my album and be like that happened to me today still thinking about it <laughs> and it's like good there's something bigger there than just that moment it does feel like we're we're still like especially with you know the world and the way it is right now with with um covid and and, and kind of this this like i don't know what time is anymore part of the conversation like the like i don't even know what that is like somebody was like oh you have a meeting tomorrow and i was like yeah you're like thursday yeah like that's like two days from now. They were like, no, Ka, that was, that's tomorrow. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, like what is time? But, but I think what I'm trying to poke at is, you know, when we're thinking about getting that thing to someone and delivering on a promise, it's, it's one, like you said, nerve wracking. And then two, you know, it's not done at that point. Right. It, you're still kind of like thinking about, and you know, second guessing and trying to figure out like what you can do better and thinking about the, the sequel to, to all that kind of stuff of whatever you're going to want to be working on is, is, is that part more nerve wracking or is that part like more invigorating to kind of be like, well, look, we, we, we knocked one thing out of the park and, and we got that thing done. Like here's the second part of what we want to do that's coming up. Yeah. I, I think that's more exciting um, than, than nerve wracking. It's like, I, I believe in this this story, um, and I can say like the the pages are done. the The cover I just shared, just with backers only. I'm sure I'll share it publicly because I love it. Um, <laughs> so the pieces are coming together. The deluxe edition has some extra, like some pencils and work in progress stuff. So I'm spending time really getting that together, so it feels like that nice director's commentary type, you know, steel book material mm -hmm. that you'd get. Um, but working on the other things, I think is super exciting because I would love to keep telling her, her story. I have, um, the next three issues mapped out. They're mm. not scripted yet, but like plotted. I know where, you know, there's, I know where she goes and where she grows and the, the idea that people would want more of it and be supportive of more of it is super exciting as are the other projects that, you know, can hopefully come out and come to light because of this i think the first one is the scariest it's like mm -hmm. your first time on stage your first podcast the first time you use your crane for a show intro you know oh, it's it was like because it didn't work <laughs> does it work nope. um <laughs> nope. but yeah i'm super excited i'm super excited for folks to connect uh with it and then and then keep building on it i i, I love that stuff it's, it's so exciting yeah i'm i'm again you know, I am so happy that you got this funded. I'm so happy that the community rallied around and and jumped on this in a way that that feels like it's, you know, giving you the props and the love that you deserve. I think that that is always a great thing to see friends of friends of friends and friends win. Like, I love that part. Um, and that makes me super, super happy. 
but I'm again just like so 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 hyped for you that you're gonna be able to get this thing out into the world. I know when you you know you texted me and you were like, Kai, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, what are you talking about? I was like, everything you touch is great. Like, what are you talking about? What do you mean? And you were like, I don't know. I was like, you got this, fam. You could do this. And, and, and I'm blown away by what you've written and, and very, very excited for everything that's coming uh, after that. Um, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, we're going to go get some water in my Intel vodka glass. <laughs> And uh, we're going to come back and we're going to talk a little bit about news of the week. We're going to talk a little bit about a couple of things that uh, we've been checking out and playing. And then uh, we'll get up out of here for episode 378 of the Spawn on Me podcast. So uh, we'll be back, everybody, here in podcast land. We'll be back in a minute on Twitch land. Hang on to your hats. Go wash your hands. Go wash your butt again. Do it, man. We'll figure it out. We'll see you all in two minutes. We are back here on the Spawn of Me podcast. I'm your host, Khalif Adams, rocking with you all. If you missed the first half of the show, you missed Christian telling us all about his life, his love, everything that he has brought to this wonderful planet. Uh, so make sure you go check out the first half of the show. We are rocking with Christian Spicer, man of many, many talents, man who is the host, co-host of DLC's podcast, did one of the most best fantastic podcasts around the last of us, which I forgot to ask you about, but it was super dope. And I saw that it was on the top of the charts, like every week, which was fantastic and brilliant and amazing, which was super, super cool. Uh, and he's you know, got a chance to talk about his Kickstarter that you again, will check out in the show notes of the show this week for sure. Um, so Christian, there's a bunch of stuff that's happened this week. Lots of things that are great. Some things that are not. Uh, and we're gonna not talk. We're gonna not talk about the great things, actually, because uh, they are few and far between. But we are going to talk about a couple of things that popped up during this week that I would love to hear your thoughts about. I was on Twitter earlier today in the land of tweets, and the land of tweets is mad at me. I don't know why, because I just spoke <laughs> some truth about what I thought, and the land of truth was mad at me. So there's a conversation around NBA all not I was going to say NBA all-star he's never been an all-star NBA player <laughs> Miles Leonard um who on a stream a little bit earlier I think in this week or a little bit last week or it happened during last week he said an anti-semitic slur on his stream um there was a lot of conversation about what that means there's a lot of conversation about the ramifications of that we've seen in the past 24 hours or so multiple you know things that he's been connected to phase clan the miami heat uh astros which was a, a sponsor have all backed away from myers and his you know his his ability to not understand words that he is saying and then say them out loud for everyone to hear um, he released a statement uh, that we're going to show in a second uh, where he says, um, I'm deeply sorry for using an anti-Semitic slur during a live stream yesterday. Uh, while I didn't know what the word meant at the time, my ignorance about its history and how offensive it was to the Jewish community is absolutely not an excuse. And I was just wrong. Um, 
it says I'm now more aware of the meaning and I'm more committed to properly speaking out uh, for people who can, I can educate about this kind of hate and how we can help to fight that. I acknowledge my own mistake and there is no running from this uh, and this, all this other gobbledygook that he said. Anyway, he put up a whole bunch of other conversations in that that he wanted to share. The kind of most interesting part for me about all of that sentiment and all of that statement is the I didn't <laughs> I didn't know what the word meant when I said it. Part of the equation when saying a extremely prevalent anti-Semitic slur during a game of Call of Duty. So the part that is the wildest for me, and I talked about this a little bit on Twitter earlier earlier today, and people were not happy with me, was the conversation around not only why this was important to talk about as, as a thing, um, but also how do you kind of like broach a conversation like this in an apology where you talk about not knowing what the hell you just said out loud. How is that a thing that people feel like I have done this work? I am in this space. I'm a, a professional athlete and I am still going to say a thing and not know what it means and expect people to give me grace for that kind of conversation. I'm curious if you've kind of caught up on this whole conversation from, from where it's kind of landed and I'd love to hear your thoughts about where we go from here when it comes to that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I'm not going to project and speak for others. I'll just speak for myself. Sure. I certainly have said things I regret. I certainly have said things in the past that looking at them now, I wish I didn't say in the past. There's a, I'm going to butcher this, uh, anecdote, but it's beautiful and wonderful and I should learn it for real. But it's in the BC Boys documentary, which I believe is only on Apple TV Plus. Um, I'm really good at plugging other things like that. <laughs> I have not a it's on Apple TV Plus. You can get a free subscription if you buy a new device. Um but in that the one of they talk about this this moment where a person stood up and called them a hypocrite. Yeah. Because like they're talking about like women's rights and equality and stuff like that. It's like how can you say that now when you made all these songs before? And the reply is, I'd rather stand here today a hypocrite than the same person I was all those years ago. Mm. I love that. Like, yeah. yes, bad stuff. Like, I've changed. I've grown. I'm constantly growing to become better. Um, <clears throat> so I, I want to acknowledge that. I'm sure there's something that I've said in the past that is wrong and insensitive. I'm certain uh, there has to be. There, yeah. there has. I was a, Times change. However you want to wrap it doesn't change the fact. In this instance, if you are going to, in my opinion, if you're going to say something in anger to someone, if you don't know what the words you're about to say means, mm. don't say it. Like that's, that's, that's the, that's the one I, I don't believe you didn't know what it meant, but like, you know, this is an insult. I'm not like you wonderful person. <laughs> you wonderful person. I had no idea what that, like, you know, it's mean, you know, it's mean. <laughs> I don't believe you that you didn't necessarily know what it meant. You might not have thought like, oh, I guess it really upset a lot of people, but you know, it's mean. Right. Full stop. Don't say it. Don't, right. don't say it. Just don't. 
just it's, run a run a clean stream if you need to. You know, like I, the thing that the thing that killed me, and, and and it was interesting. So you have the incident that happened. You had him saying the word on stream. There's a is a moment where there is a pause where you go through the mental math in your head of like, what really mean thing do I want to say? And let me run through the like flipboard of like, well, here's the thing I really want to say, and I don't know which word it is. And I've, and I've seen this happen in real time with people where people get flustered enough and they have so much anger that they're just like, they don't know what actual thing they want to say. So they blurt out the thing that is the closest to what that could possibly be <laughs> in their head. And that's the thing that winds up rocking. Right. And it's like, okay, well you said this thing, like I've had it said to me in multiple times in multiple versions of like, you know, all the N words and all the other versions of, you know, all the kind of racist stuff you could say to me from people who were upset about a thing. And it's never been a thing that when I think about me as a 42 year old man who has been doing this work for a long period of time, who's been a semi-professional for 12 of it in this space, who's been in multiple layers of anger, angry, like, like righteous anger moments. I've never been like, that's the thing that jumps out of my body to say. It's never been a thing. It's never been a thing where I've been like, well, here's what I'm going to do to combat this thing. And I'm going to say this terrible word to convey how mad I am. It just doesn't happen for people who pay attention, who are adults. And I don't know how the, 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 the conversation has kind of molded itself especially online where, um, you know, there was a picture of him that I tweeted out that was like, uh, during the, the bubble games where, you know, uh, I'm sorry, around the time that George Floyd had passed away or, or was murdered and, and his teammates are kneeling and he's kind of standing there with his hand over his heart, saluting the flag. Um, and it was, you know, a conversation where, you know, his teammates and, and he kind of figured out, you know, what the angle was for him. And he talked about it pretty openly. He was like, you know, my brother is, is, a, is a veteran and I feel like he, you know, I, I want to pay homage to him and do all that kind of stuff. And, and the thing I shared today was when you kind of stand up in a space where you're not necessarily being defiant, but the expectation is for all of us to have that MIB moment where we get the little blinky thing and we forget everything you've ever done. Right. There's a difference between that and what happened with the conversation with, uh, Julian Edelman, who, who, um, reached out to him online and was like, you know, I, I don't know you, but, uh, you know, sometimes when we say things in anger, this is the, the, the avenue in which we can kind of bridge the gap. Um, you know, come over to my house, we'll have Shabbat, we'll have dinner. You, you know, we'll, we'll basically talk that stuff out. He's, he's giving, he's extending the olive branch for him to kind of have this learning moment. And, and, and the sentiment that share was like, I understand that, but that also feels like coddling in this interesting way that doesn't happen for a lot of other people, but it always seems to happen for some folks when they do the worst thing that you can possibly do, put out a, you know, a, a, a kind of reasonable apology. And then everyone is like, well, blinky blink, nothing else happened anymore. And I'm like, but look at that picture of that moment where he's choosing to not kneel with his brothers in, in, in basketball arms. 
And I got so much shit for that today. It was amazing to see the conversation happen there. Um, and, and, and see how that kind of manifests itself into so many other conversations about, you know, BLM and the flag and, you know, when should you kneel and when shouldn't you kneel and how is that the same for this person and this kind of thing. And it just amazes me how the narrative always winds up shifting so quickly away from the actual incident to all these other periphery things that don't really actually matter is like dude said a terrible thing publicly and said that out loud in front of a whole bunch of people on a stream and he apologized. But the idea of like, I don't know the word still said it and then expect people to give me grace. Christian, I just don't understand it. I need, I, I just wish that I could figure out what that means for people, because I feel like, and you, and we're in this and I'll, I'll pull it back in. Cause I'm, I'm on a tangent, but I don't no, go there. But the thing that I think is, is interesting is like, we live in a space now where on the internet, especially because we, we are doing our jobs on the internet all the time where you don't have to know a thing to say a thing proudly and loudly and still have people rock with it and be okay or with professional production values too. Like that's another big thing. It's not like, <laughs> Oh, well don't listen to, you know, Mac, uh, or, or Brenda. They're clearly lying. Cause look at, you know, it's great. It's like, that looks like CNN. That looks like my local ABC news. That right. looks like my local Fox news. Like that's the real deal. What, you know, they're saying must be real. And it's like, it's scary. It's scary. I think that's another layer to it. It's like, yeah, you can say whatever you want and it can look good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, besides deep fakes and all that kind of stuff, that's, that's another part of the conversation, but I, but I'm yeah. <laughs> often, uh, and I wasn't mad today. Like I, usually when I, when I have these conversations with people on the internet and I, and I engage in a way that isn't mean, I try not to be mean. Um, cause I don't think that me adding meanness to the conversation adds anything actually to the, to the actual full conversation, even though people were extremely mean to me today, <laughs> internet, but it is one of those interesting spaces where we see again, like the idea of grace is a really important thing. I, I even said in the, in the initial tweet, I was like, I appreciate what Edelman is doing because we do live in a space now where there is no room for redemptive arcs for people, which I totally disagree with. I think that that's not a great thing for all of us as human beings, right? We, we need to be able to fuck it up and then sometimes find a way back home to a reasonable space. But we also need to be able to hold people's feet to the fire and say like, yeah, you did this terrible thing. And also you just don't get away with not knowing <laughs> like, that that to me is the wildest take of all of that apology. Some of the stuff, the responses I've gotten online about like somebody was like, "Well, when's it? When when did you ever hear that word? I heard that word for the first time today." I was like, "I don't don't blame me for living around other human beings and taking in their cultures and understanding their what their what their fears but, are like." But also, then don't say it. Don't right? don't if <laughs> you don't know what it is, don't say it. I don't know. I don't can know. I ask you, yeah. Can I ask you a question? Please. Um, first comment, then question. Comment, I'm 
honestly surprised, in, in my opinion, that sure. there isn't better crisis management than there is. Because oh. we do live in a world where um, you know, your genitalia could be on the internet in moments notice and you're a big star and oops, uh, you know, yeah. and, and how do you, or, or you, you say something off the cuff that is horrible. I'm not trying mm-hmm. to dismiss it as not being horrible, yep. but 30 years ago, never would have made it out. And now it's very much out. Um, yep. and, and I'm just surprised that because we've lived in this world for a while now, this isn't, yeah. it's not new anymore. It, it's, it's been a while now and there is crisis management in PR and, 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 uh, apology experts and I'm and I'm not trying to throw any of them under the bus I, I know they work hard but I am surprised that it doesn't seem better I, I rarely read an apology and thought that's good <laughs> and, and maybe there is no good way to say you're sorry maybe that's the rub like what are you supposed to do but like you know I like reading it's like parts of this I'm like oh, okay 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 but like so I don't know I'm curious like <laughs> this is i'll put you on the spot that was the yeah. comment this is the question yeah like do you have an apology like what's what's your apology not for this yeah 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 but like let, let's say and spawn on me episode 27 right everybody's gonna be going back now and listening he did yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> and you, you, you stepped in it and you yeah. you know did something or said something like right how do, what what's a good apology because I'm surprised there aren't better ones. Yeah, I mean, for me, and and we and and I've had that conversation with my wife often and a lot actually because we, she is very private. She is not really on the internet anymore, uh, in the ways that we used to be on the internet together. With me kind of growing in the space and being more vocal, like I, the 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 beauty of where I land with a lot of this stuff is that I've been fairly consistent. And I think that that consistency has helped me to be less afraid of the step in a puddle, you know, you, you've messed it up kind of thing. So like, if you go back through my work and you're like, Kali says something about white people. The first question that I have for most people is, is it true? Do you understand, like, do you have the capacity to have the conversation to, to acknowledge or to do the mental math to say, is what Kali said untrue? Because when it comes to the conversation around race, especially, and I think to be fair, you know, if anyone were to, you know, try to have that gotcha moment with me, it would more than likely be about something I've said about white supremacy, or it'd be something I've said about racism, or it'd be something that I've said about, you know, any of those kinds of things. I am learning in real time how to be a better ally to other communities that are out there in ways that are, you know, things are constantly moving and changing and growing and, and, and expanding. So like, you know, if I've ever said anything or used a word, you know, back in a day that was, you know, if you looked at today's standards was not the right word. The only thing you have to do is own up to that first. Like, that's the first thing is like, Hey, I fucked that up. I I didn't have the the, the proper language at that moment. I didn't understand the repercussions of what that meant for the people who were affected. I, I I wish that I would have phrased that better. I'm learning to do better in the time that I, that I can with the folks who I'm reaching out to, to help me kind of learn what that language is to be more inclusive. Like all of those things I just said, go into an apology and you went and you're okay. <laughs> right? Like, 
like all of that stuff isn't hard and I'm not trained. I don't have PR training. I'm a regular dude from the, from the Bronx who has learned that all you have to do is put yourself in somebody else's shoes first and understand. I have that here on my sheet. It says second thing to say is say that you're a regular dude from the Bronx. So you are trained, my friend, you might not. (laughs) It's, it's, it's part two of the, of the, of the script. First off is I didn't, I didn't touch that lady. Second is I'm a, I'm a dude from the Bronx. Uh, third is wash your hands and, and wash your butt. But clearly, yeah, clearly. But I, but I think again, it's not that difficult. Like I don't think it's a thing. And I agree with you. It is really interesting to see so many people over so many years continue to botch that thing. The thing that doesn't, the thing that actually makes me more upset is not the fact that their handlers didn't do the handling that they get paid to do. <laughs> it's the fact that the community will self-select into this way where they literally don't have the capacity to understand why the thing was wrong and then kind of diffuse it into all these other things that again, move away from the actual subject matter at hand, which I think is a weird thing about stand culture. It's a weird thing about, you know, uh, uh, celebrity culture in that way. Um, but yeah, if like people were to call me out for a thing, the first thing you do is you apologize for it in an, in an actual way that acknowledges what you did was wrong, was wrong. And I've, I've never said a word that I didn't know what the hell it meant. Like, like that's like, that's like, like school 101. Kali, what's that word mean? Oh, that's a word that means that. Oh, okay. Should I use that word? Nah, Kyle, you should use that word. Okay. I shouldn't use that word. It's not that hard. Yeah. But it's it's wild. I think in having, you know, not done it yet, I'm not saying there won't be a time, but to me, and I could have this all wrong, and maybe there's a PR expert right now yelling (laughs) in their car at me, but I I think it's just a sincere apology. I'm sorry. I messed up. Yeah. And I'm trying to grow from this. Like, so I, I use that Beastie Boys anecdote all the time. I'd rather be a hypocrite today than the same person I was, you know, 20 years ago. Or I, I really need to learn the actual quote because I keep, I have the the anecdote correct, but I should get the quote. Um, and I, I, to me, I think that's what's important. Like, oh, oh, I said that. I I apologize. I sincerely apologize for saying that. Yeah. And I'm going to try to be a better person. And I hope that you'll stick with me on my journey to see that I mean it. Like. Yeah again it's kind of what we talked about in the first half it's like acknowledging there are other people and bringing them in and 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 not this uh, i didn't know what it meant here's a deflection (laughs) uh what i mean is over here and also over here and let let go heat you know or whatever it's like (laughs) acknowledge accept and open yourself up to change but it's my my favorite my favorite thing uh, my favorite really weird thing that got sent to me today was someone, because everyone started to focus on the kneeling part, which I thought was really interesting too. So his hands over his heart and he's wearing the shirt. And I was like, but here's the thing that makes it interesting is, and we're going to move off of this in a second, is it's like if you were the person where you see everybody doing a thing and you understand the gravity of it, right? 
and you're like, all right, so all these folks are kneeling. We've had this conversation. I'm sure that wasn't a random thing that people just talked about and did right before the game. I'm sure that was a, th- a conversation that happened in the locker room. And I saw it was the thing that everybody was like, hey, everybody, we're going to do this. We're gonna- we already got the shirts. The shirts say Black Lives Matter on it. Now we're going to go out there. We're going to go kneel. And then we're going to do this other part. And Myers was like, I'm going to take this moment to do something that has literally nothing to do with the act that everyone else is doing, not even in defiance and not even in ignorance, just because I think that other thing is right. And the other, and so the person on online was like, well, yeah, because you know, he believed in, in his country and that's what he wanted to do. So I was like, so you're one of the like scream hell yeah. During a moment of silence, people, aren't you? I was like, so you're one of those folks basically where you're just like, well, this is what the moment calls for. And I'm just going to go straight left with all of the stuff that I want to do because that's the way I feel. And I was just like, man, listen, Dr. Manhattan was right. Anyway, <laughs> he's right to leave and he was smart for going. Um, good show on HBO though. He is part of a very good show on HBO. That's worth watching. Very good show. Extremely good show. If Dr. Uh, Manhattan did anything, it's give us a good TV show. <laughs> As a co- Let me tell you, I love comics my whole life. Dr. Manhattan, love him on that TV show. Love him on that TV show. <laughs> good guy. He was doing his thing. He was all right. He was a good guy. <laughs> um, uh, some actually good news that broke uh, this week. Uh, the folks over at .emu... Uh, folks who made the Streets of Rage remix or remake uh, a couple that happened maybe was that last year time is flying I think it was maybe last year it was early last year it was like when 2020 was going to be everybody's year (laughs) (laughs) it was it was supposed to be everybody's year Um, they came out with a new trailer for their new Turtles game which looks rad as hell I am super excited for this I am a fan of not only the way that all the Ninja Turtle stuff is looking in this trailer, but it feels like, and we didn't play the audio, but the whole actual theme song is redone too. And it sounds dope. I am so hyped for this thing to come out in a real way that, you know, all my high school, not high school, all my, all my childhood memories are flooding back in that way what are your thoughts about this new ninja turtles game that's gonna be dropping soon i'm gonna roll off cam real quick i'm over here i'm talking loud so that my mic still picks me up i'm coming back this is how i feel about it this right here this is how i feel about it that's amazing not only do i have it i have it within arm's reach all day i amazing and i i like turtles in time as well uh i have but i was a genesis kid um yeah same this the end of this trailer, this where they showed here. I'm just gonna look at this. This is this is it, man. The theme song ah. is great, but that look that's that. it. It looks look just like that. it. It looks just the like way that like, the characters, like they anim, they run different. You can see a little bit of the per- oh golly, tribute games, baby. I'm in. I am. Come on, this is. Oh, I thought Pokemon. Uh, you know. I don't know. Is this this year? Did they give a date? Is it soon? For or is the, it 2022? For the Pokemon World? Oh, for this game? No, for this. For oh, this. I don't know. I don't know if it's going to be dropping. It's got to be dropping this year. I don't think you put that out and that's not dropping I... this year. Oh, gosh. It's Game of the Year. I thought, you know. 
it looks real good four player it looks like april and splinter are going to be playable like they're doing it right man mm -hmm. they are yeah i'm in which which was your turtle of choice when you played the, the arcade version of it i, I was a, a, a as a 90s angst kid it was Raphael as a <laughs> guy who wanted to be good at the game i always thought donatello had like a two pixel longer reach <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. I think you're actually right. Because <laughs> I was like, I'm smacking the hell out of stuff from for, from way across the screen. It feels much better to do it that way. Were you Donatello? Uh, Were you Donatello main? I was a Leo. I was a Leo dude. Because I felt, you know, Leo, Leo personality-wise was closest to me anyway. I was like trying to be on the straight and narrow, telling people to get their shit together. Keep it in line, <laughs> folks. This is the I way we need to do this. I think looking back at it, I think Michelangelo actually had it right like that dude partied all the time and still got his work done you know like everybody else <laughs> everyone else is surf. obsessive over it got yeah he's surfing eat. he's eating eating za all the time just living his best life still kicking shell oh. everybody else is like we need to train and he's like whatever natural talent coming through like <laughs> uh it just makes me think of the movie and that really really bad picture of the old costume that just ran through the ringer that was on the internet i need to find a picture of that somewhere but like i'm i'm very excited for that game not only because it feels like they're hitting the nostalgia right but because it feels like what what dot emu and and i forgot the name of the other other squad tribute games it. yes tribute games is they are nailing these remakes like streets of rage was fantastic i don't think people understand how good that game was and if you didn't get a chance to play that you should go back and play it um, it's on game pass it's on game pass yeah and it feels like they're gonna continue to do this now the thing i'm wondering now is like if they're getting these ips in this kind of way what's next for them like what game would you want to see them tackle next with the kind of pedigree that they have in the space. And I'm like, mm, Ooh, there's some good, there's some good meat on the bone for games that are in there. Like maybe they do a Simpsons game. They bring back a Simpsons game. The, oh, everyone in the chat is like X-Men, like do the X-Men game over. So you can just have that one scream that you heard in every arcade, <laughs> which was amazing. You were like, Oh, there's an X-Men cabinet in this, in this arcade. Cause that scream is there. I'd um, want a Spider-Man because Spider-Man was great back in the day. Good graphics, ooh. but I think it was a Sega joint. Someone call me out if I'm wrong. But the thing about Spider-Man in the arcade game is that your health was your timer. And I found that so frustrating. Like it was all arcade games were pay to win yeah. to some extent. <laughs> but Spider, like some games, yeah, there's cheap hits in all these brawlers. Like there's going to be, you're going to get cheap hit it all the time. Yeah. Cheap hit it. That's the best way to say that. Cheap ooh. hit it. Um, I'd like to apologize. I didn't know what that word meant. When I said it. <laughs> um, um, they're going to be cheap hits. But Spider-Man, you literally could not, like your health was just constantly going down. Yeah. So I would love to see, and I think Tribute Games are folks that were at Ubisoft and worked on Scott Pilgrim back in the day too. Oh, yeah. I'd love to see that pedigree do, oh, this is it. This is it. Mm. Into the Spider-Verse. That's what I want. Ooh. I want to into the Spider Verse side scroller brawler like that. Ooh. Give me Spider Gwen all day, every day. With the Give kind of 2.5 frame thingy that they do. 
Yes, Ooh. yes, yes. That's what I want. That 2.5 frame animation, like the, the mode in, well, in the movie and the mode in the Insomniac game. That's it. That's, who do I? Fun. We can tweet at some people to make that happen. We know some Marvel Disney folks. We know, we know uh, some folks. We know some folks. Let's, let's, let's I want it. that, and I also want a new Captain Commando game, which which was one of my favorite. Eat all my money at the arcade games. <laughs> uh, that and the that and the grid from Midway, which was a weird offshoot game that was. I don't know it. Mix. It was kind of like the running man movie but in video game form uh, i'm gonna google i'm muting for while well, my keyboard clacks yeah yeah, no worries you're good um uh, but i love that i love that game that game was that game was super fun um and it was like eat all my money when i was in there the captain commando the grid and then also the uh captain america avengers game which was which was super good too oh you mean don't you don't you do it don't you do it. You mean this one? Oh, yes. It was so good. Captain America the Avengers game is so good. Data oh, East. So good. So My good. favorite of those actual games, like if they weren't doing a reimagining, I love, um, and I have this one too, but I'm not going to roll and get it. I've been obnoxious enough. Um, <laughs> Capcom's Punisher is one of my favorite from the yes. time. And it's available. That's the thing. It's not even available anymore. Arcade One Up, you know I love you. Um, yes. They did a cabinet that was Marvel versus Capcom 2 that also included the Punisher. Mm-hmm. That cabinet's no longer available. And I didn't cop it when I had the chance because I wanted – I kept waiting for like the Capcom brawler cabinet. Right. Like I want – I like – don't get me wrong. I like Marvel versus Capcom 2. I love that game. But I've got my Dreamcast and I go back and I play it there. Yeah, yeah. So I didn't want to cop the cab that had that art all over it. But that arcade port – a Punisher doesn't. Ex- I think it came out on the Capcom Fight Stick big plug-in yes. thing that they released. Yeah, and it's on that arcade one-up cabinet. And I love the Genesis game, but I want that. I'm not talking about like the Mame emulator. I'm talking about like I want. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I want that. I love that game. Oh, Nick Fury, so Punisher. It's so good. That game is super good. I I, I remember that very very fondly actually, because that in the RoboCop arcade game oh, was super dude. good. Dude. The sounds on that were so good. They nailed all the kind of art style. Anyway, it was so yeah. good. Yeah. Welcome um, to We Are Old on Spawn. <laughs> yo, cat, team old on Spawn on Me this week. Uh, know, knowing damn well that half the kids in the, in the, in the audience are like, what? What do you mean? Um, the other game that has been pretty brilliant um, and has been eating up literally all of my time for the past two days has been Loop Hero. And Loop Hero is by far my game of the year right now. It is the thing that I think about the most. It is a thing that I, when I'm trying to figure out ways to spend time, I'm like, I'm trying to figure out ways to play this in a better and and more efficient way. And it is freaking brilliant. Have you played any Loop Hero yet? I have not. We had uh, Lana on DLC, like the episode that's out right now, and she had played it and she was raving about it. I've only heard the best things, and yeah. part of me's like, I cannot play it. I already have. <laughs> we say on DLC too many games. I already have too many games. <laughs> I can't, but I hear it's so good. You love it, don't you? Oh, it's so it is, good. It it because it's one of those things, and we talked about this a little bit earlier in the show, where it is still that like. I'm bouncing between so many different things, still trying to find the thing that's going to hook me. And 
you know, I'd seen a whole bunch of streamers play it. I was watching Professor Broman play it and watching a couple other folks kind of check it out. And it's at first it's overwhelming because you have all the stuff on screen and you're just like, there's forests and there's rocks and there's all this other kind of stuff happening on the screen. And I don't know what's happening. And there's cards on the bottom and there's all these stuff that's on screen where people are fighting and they're not even doing anything. Like the people who are like playing it aren't even touching anything to like make it do a thing. <laughs> and I'm like, what is happening here? It is so weird. And then I got a chance to play it last night. I started last night, did a stream for the first time with it. And I had this crazy build that was like this vampirism build because that's a, a part of the stats that, are, that you can roll in it. And it just clicked. It was a thing that I did not expect to be like, oh, well, I, you know, this is going to, you know, this is going to be kind of corny. I don't really care about the art style. I don't care about the lore. And now I'm looking at it and I was like, this is brilliant in so many different ways because it feels like you have some, you have autonomy because it's a roguelike, a roguelike, you, you know, you're getting some of the, the random roles that you get because of RNG. But I think that the, the RNG that you wind up finding yourself kind of trying to figure out and balance between while also trying to figure out if you're going to do that one more loop, that, that whole gameplay cadence feels so good and i don't know at this point like what else is going to kind of take my time at this point i'm feeling like there were other games that were in the mix that i was like well i'll come back to that and i'll and i'll, and I'll jump back in on that and, and and do that i'm all in on loop Hero right now we're just like all right i don't care about avengers anymore i'm not going back to that i'm like i'm not gonna go I, oh when i'm frustrated with mortal kombat i'll play this it feels good. I'm excited to hear your thoughts whenever you do get a chance to kind of mess with it. Um, yeah, I wonder if it, it's going it, to catch you in that in that way too. I'm sure it will if I give it time, and yeah. that's the thing that I don't know. Like, um, there's so much. There's so much, and like you look at Steam and things coming out of early access, and I'm blanking on the name right now. There's the game that's like the. It's not Symphony of the Night, but it looks a lot like it. Mm -hmm. That has been in early access for a while. It's coming out the end of this month, coming out of early access. It looks so good. Um, I'm still stoked for Outriders. I Yeah. I, and then I've gone back to Fortnite. Like Really? Uh, Interesting. Jeff gave me a hard time because I said it like this. I was like, ugh. But like it's <laughs> <laughs> We talked about it a little bit before the show. It's like this is this was the, I think today, the 10th, yeah, was the last day I was like in an office for like the last gig I had. Yeah. Um, it's, it's been a, it's been a full year and it's like Fortnite's clean. That cable skin is real nice. Mm -hmm. Um, the, I like the experimental modes, like the basically crazy taxi mode they had, they had like this dog fight airplane mode that runs for a while. That's real. And it's just, we can get it. We could, you know, you catch up with friends and maybe you get a top five finish and then you focus and maybe you get a victory Royale. Um, destiny is really good still. Mm. I know you're on that division still. That game is real good. Mm -hmm. And then I saw you tweeting about, and I'm staying away cause I just can't, but is the watchdog stuff good? Cause that stuff looks awesome. I I'm dying to find people to play in that thing. So we I, I did a preview event. And there's kind of two real modes in there that, that, that people need to pay attention to. One is the spider bot kind of not battle royale, but spider, spider bot multiplayer, which at first I was like, this is a really stupid gimmick. Why are you putting this thing? <laughs> spider bots are the worst part of this game. Why are you doing anything with this? And it actually is super fun. It is it, because it is a really small arena 
super quick get in and get out kind of fighting in it and the power up sort of the thing that makes that game actually really interesting and fun is getting a chance to mess around with that those actually feel feel really really good within the, the combat scenarios that you wind up finding yourself in the other part of that which is kind of these uh, you know, cooperative, bigger missions that you wind up doing with a group. Those are really cool, but they're super hard. So it feels mm. like you have to do that thing with people that you one understand how they actually do things in real life. It's like, you don't want the people who are just like, I'm just going to wander <laughs> over here and do my own thing. Like you need people who are going to focus and like pay attention and like can follow a plan. Um, but that's the part that I actually want to dig into more because I think that mode is actually pretty cool. The one thing that I don't know, and I don't even know if I would, when I interviewed those folks, if I asked them that was, what's the end goal for that thing? It's not mm -hmm. like you get a, I don't think you get like an extra skin, you know, you're still kind of doing the same recruitment parts that you would do in a normal game. Um, I want I guess those people maybe become parts of your squad for, for, you know, the offline game. I just don't remember what the actual, like post you've done it. You finished it hook is that's supposed to make people come back. So uh, I definitely want to dig into that. And, you know, if you want to jump on and get some of that in, I'm down to get some of that in as well. I think that's I super, super fun. I can't <laughs> to answer chat, the symphony nights record of Lotus for deedlet in wonder labyrinth, which ah. was announced in 2019 it's like an old um anime i believe maybe as a manga first hmm. or i don't know the meaning of that word i'm gonna use that for the rest of the year let's say some real ratchet shit and was like i don't know what that word meant forgive me well I'll, i'm gonna use it for everything hey uh you know did you did you uh, start the dishwasher i'm sorry <laughs> i don't know the meaning of that word <laughs> I said yes, but clearly I didn't. Um, but it's record of Lodos, Lodos, Lotus War. Oh, record of Lotus War. Okay. Then the I had the hyphen wrong. Record of Lotus War, Deedlet and Wonder Labyrinth, Definitely and it's on Steam early access. <laughs> okay, now that we're here, and I apologize, I'm a rambler. I love uh, it. I love it. Do you think? Are any of those GTA Five Halo tattoos? Has anyone done an expo? Like the, the official <laughs> The Last of Us podcast hit, love it. Shout out to everybody that I worked on. Shout that. It out. Also, there's a pitch for a follow up that, like, if anyone's listening that wants to greenlight it already, we've pitched it and it looks great. So let's make it. Um, do it. But the one I want to do is the Jeff Keeley. What are you doing? Can we get a final forty eight on? Are those tattoos real? <laughs> are any of those tattoos real? <laughs> is that Halo re release date real? I need to know. Did it ever get confirmed? <laughs> I mean, who knows at this point? Like, I feel like I love Jeff. Like, Jeff is a good dude. I also think he's a part of the gaming Illuminati. I think it, I think it has to be a thing where he just knows all the stuff like four years in advance, and he's just holding That's right. all of it. So next Game Awards, Jeff, blink twice if any of those <laughs> tattoos that those folks show it. Who was that? Was that Phil that came out on stage? Who had oh. the, like the GTA one? I think a Halo two release date. Like it's not moving, and it was like a tattoo. I mean, I mean, Keely. the only person I think who actually got a real tattoo was oh my god, EA. He used to run EA. Little dude, he went to go do. Uh, he went to go run a soccer team after that oh my god and then yes uh, phil 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 harrison more 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 phil more there's a lot of phil's there's a lot of yeah 
Phil Moore, but then I think of Phil Moore and I think of Nick Arcade, which is a whole other Phil Moore. Anyway, um, I'm, I'm definitely probably got his name wrong. And someone in the chat, please let me know if I botched that. Anywho, um, I hope it's real. I hope it's a real thing. That would be great if it I'm, was. That I knew that. I totally fun. forgot what we were talking about. And I apologize for that huge I, tangent. <laughs> I mean, I, I forgot what that word. I don't know what that word means. Um, <laughs> Is the other part of that conversation. Last story for the show uh, is one of my favorite games that is no longer with us. Paragon is now is the you know third person MOBA that was the thing that was the you know bane and love of my existence for about a year from Epic Games is now coming back in some As form, a hopefully soon. Oh yeah, hope. <laughs> <laughs> it's, hopefully, it's hopefully coming back soon from the folks from Omita Studios. They got a 2.2 million uh, uh, bunch of seed funding for their game predecessor, which I had a chance to play in Alpha, and it feels like Paragon in all the best ways that you remembered um, it, it, it feeling like. So I'm I'm actually pretty excited. It is the thing that myself and you know your former co-host of, of we can confirmed and your renee spent a ridiculous amount of time playing uh and i'm hoping it's going to come back i think you know they have a, a pretty interesting team some folks who are big in the community uh originally are you know now head, heading up some of the development they're now building out you know good kind of um pipelines to making sure that they are kind of true to what that game was going to be but also adding their own flavor to it which which is something that was sorely needed and um, it's wild to see them, you know, have this upstart from the thing that Epic dumped and was like, here's all the assets, do what you want. Uh, and then they got seeding from them and, and also from some other folks as well to kind of build the game that Epic didn't want to make anymore, which is super weird in terms of all that stuff. But it is one of your shoot, shoot for the stars, you know, put your dreams out there and make it happen and you can get a thing done. So um, excited for that to be in the space hopefully very very soon um uh the other last part of that that i wanted to dig into was if there are any folks who are still big into the paragon space i actually want to talk to you because i'm curious about if you want to go back into this because i feel like that's a conversation i've seen a lot of people talk about of like oh if that game came back i'd be up on it and i would totally be down and we'll play it but i also feel like once a thing is gone and has kind of died, it doesn't come back in a real way unless it was an actual full remake of it. Um, so I'm curious to see if there's going to be an actual audience for that game in that way. Um, and since we're talking about things that we didn't get a chance to play or did get to get a chance to play, what were your thoughts about Back for Blood really quick before we before we get out of here? Because I was curious about that. I didn't know if I heard you talk about that a lot, but what were your thoughts about Back for Blood? It, it felt too much like left for dead for me um <laughs> i was like oh yeah and then i i just kind of felt like i had played it and experienced it mm. all already and I'm, i think they were adding new things like the cards mm. and kind of the the roles um so to speak before each each go but it felt so familiar that i do think it, it kind of fit to what you're talking about there of like oh, i love that game they should make another one yeah and then i was playing and i was like I've played hundreds of hours of this. Like I want another one that pushes the genre forward a little bit more. And I yeah. don't know. 
I don't know if this game does. That said, and I hate saying this, I, I realize what I'm saying. Um, I, I, I'd be fascinated if there was a type of game like that that could support a, what I would call a good free-to-play model. Mm. Free-to-play often is a toxic word, I think, for yeah. especially in the, the mobile space. But there are a lot of great Fortnite, great Call of Duty Warzone, super fun. Um, Rocket League, what a game. Uh, so many, and there are many, many more. Um, but free-to-play still has that stigma, I think, rightfully so, yeah. um, broadly speaking. But um, who was it? Someone, oh, is that Remedy? Um, some of the folks at Remedy were talking about trying to make a PvE game a forever game and like the challenges of that. I wish I had the quote in front of me, but I'm stumbling into this anecdote. The challenges of that are always like the content churn versus PvP. Mm. The content churn is like, I'm better than you. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> right. it's competitive and, and PvE is harder to do that. But I do wish, yeah, back, I don't know. Did you play it? Back for Blood to me just felt <clears throat> so samey. I, I, I wasn't blown away by it. It it landed in a in a time where I was. This sounds like I was when I was been back in college and I was trying weed for the first time and I was looking for something different, and I needed it and I found it. Um, <laughs> and it spoke to me. Um, it, it it felt like I agree. There is a lot of sameness to it. I, I do agree there, but it did feel like the the thing that I was hoping to see them implement and talk about is the kind of um you know every time you jump back in it's different you know that part of it i did experience some of that which i think was actually pretty fun and brilliant because it did keep you on your toes in a way that i didn't expect but the i feel like in a game like that you need more variation in enemies to make that feel better and the big bads are kind of the same three big bads that we had in a lot of different games. You know, it was like, it felt like a little bit of State of Decay, a little bit of Left 4 Dead, with a little bit of, you know, every other kind of big monster you have that that's in a, in a game like that, a little bit of Mr. X. Um, so I, I, I'm hoping that they can expand on that. I do love the visual languages that they've kind of impl implemented in that game, but those things feel good. But I do feel like the, uh, you need you need a little bit more for that game to kind of be what it's supposed to be. Outriders right now, like you said, is the game that I'm thinking about in that way of like, this is new, this feels fresh. This feels like I'm gonna be able to jump into this thing and, and play around for a long period of time. And I'll get that loot lust that, I, that I've always kind of kind of wanted to dig into. Um, so so we'll see. I think I think it's gonna be an interesting time for when that game drops and, and where it lands in the in the kind of fuller uh, eco, eco, eco space, it's not a word, e ecosystem. Um, but we'll see what it's going to wind up being in, in, in a bigger way. Um, fam, it, time has flown. It has been, it, I swear it's like we just started the show even <laughs> and, and now it's like almost two hours later. Um, you know, I am a huge fan of everything you do. I want to thank you so, so much for being here tonight It sat through technical difficulties through not knowing words and saying them anyway and <laughs> no no it's not no 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 that's no, not what happened it. no it's fine it's fine um but but seriously christian you know i'm uh, i love you fam you you continue to, to to make me happy with all the work you do you continue to put out amazingly smart and good and thoughtful vibes into the sport into this world and i and i really do appreciate that and i'm again really excited for you 
with everything you're going to be doing with consequences and, and, and the comic book and everything else you're going to be putting out. So again, thank you so much for your time tonight. And thank you so much for, for all the stuff that you do. Give the folks at home a little bit of love and, and, and plug all your, your cool stuff that you're working on. Yeah. Well, one, thank you. You know, I, I love you and I'm, I'm such a fan of yours. Um, and like this show's okay. No, uh, and, and what you do, it is, it is a truly a treat to be here and we love having you on, um, DLC. They're always such incredible episodes. So thank you for this. And thank you for letting me sit here and crash and, you know, go the weird places we went talking about game executive tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the easiest way is probably I'm on Twitter at Spicer S P I C E R. Um, I have a newsletter that you can find at tinyletter.com slash Christian Spicer. It's called Let's Chat Games. I'm working on the new one. I do about two a month. So it's not, I'm not spam. Don't worry. It's not spamming your, your inbox, but I found I wanted a place to write a little longer about games and things that maybe, maybe I'm going to do one about game executive tattoos. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) the one I'm working on right now is about game anniversaries and, and what they mean and, and what they can mean. Um, so that's at tinyletter.com slash Christian Spicer. And then I have this Kickstarter for this comic book called Consequences, which you can find pinned on my Twitter or on Kickstarter if you search for it or on my website, christianspicer.com, whatever's easiest for you. And then with um, Jeff Kanata, I co-host DLC on the 5x5 network. You can find it at uh, 5x5.tv slash DLC or wherever you get wherever you get your podcasts. And if you've played The Last of Us Part 1 or Part 2, you can go listen to the official The Last of Us podcast. Um, let them know you loved it, and uh, hopefully we can do some more cool stuff in that space. It is brilliant and fantastic, and I'm infinitely jealous because you have all my favorite people on that show. Uh, so Dude, it is, it is everyone on that show needs to do that. I've told you this. Like, Neil, Ashley, what are we doing? Let's 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 get on spot on me. Let's make hey, it happen. If you want to do the the, the the collab show and have everybody come through, I will. Well, I just out. want to listen. I, you 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 do it. I'm just here. I'm just here as a fan, man. I, <laughs> I, I want to listen to those episodes. I want to listen to those episodes. All right, folks, you all heard it in the in in the chat and on the internet and in the podcast land. We'll 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 rally the troops in a nice way to make sure that we can let folks know to to come on the show and come hang out with us. Everybody, this has been Spawn on Me. No post show this week because VMix crashed, and I got to go fix the edit. This is going to be fantastic. <laughs> Um, so, uh, again, thank you for being here this week and every week. We have a fantastic show next week with Trinidad Hermita, who is the DNI head from Niantic. So we'll be talking a little bit about, uh, Pokemon go and, uh, and all that good stuff next week. Give Christian some love, go follow all of his stuff. Make sure you go check out the Kickstarter as well. And, uh, if you're in Twitch land we're going to go raid some dope folks. And if you're in podcast land, we'll see you all here next week. Much love to you all and peace.